The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Store. Gambling Podcast, all the sports gambling podcast network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I was planning on just recording another solo show tonight, and my, my buddy Talon said he, he would join me, and then Joel said he'd join us as well. So yeah, back to a three-man show here. Just want to react to tonight's game. Some big upsets there. I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, playoff hockey. When your team's not in it, it's it's the best thing in the world. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, if your team's never in it, but uh, once your team loses in it, then it's the worst thing in the world. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, talent say he was in. So I'm like, oh, fuck it, man. This, this bar charged me like 80 bucks yesterday. So they, they raised the prices. So I wasn't like, I'm not going to stay here all night again. So yeah, I rushed home. Rushed home to hear uh, talent talk about the Leafs. And, uh, you know, I got the ass game in the background here. Georgias being a stud. Pulling us in the game 1-1 right now. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good night, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it can't get any worse, we'll put it that way. But I'm sure we're going to get right into that. Uh, before we do, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, NHL playoffs are doing its thing. NBA is doing its thing. All the sports. Baseball's kicking off. It's been pretty crazy. I've been, I've been tracking it a little bit. I don't know. Uh, not much, but just every here and there. Bunch of stuff going on. NASCAR, F1, golf. Tons of stuff going on. Jordan Spieth still sucks. No shocker there. We can get later into that at a different show. Uh, but, yeah. And uh, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's always popping off. It's popping off during playoffs. It's been so cool to see. Jolie touched on it last night in there. Nice to see people staying up wait for the or late for the Western games. Normally it's just him and a couple other Western folks out there. But it's playoffs, baby. Yeah, it helped that I uh, worked the afternoon shift today. So I was able to kind of stay up later. To I think it was over past 2 a.m. my time. But it was worth it. Great hockey on on night one to, uh, to overtime games. That one went, went double overtime. And then... Yeah, always always good time in the Discord, and make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast and leave us a five star rating and review, and follow us on Twitter as well at Hockey SGPN. Intern's been doing a fantastic job so far in the playoffs. Intern was a little drunk tonight though. He texted me and he was like, "Yeah, we're, we're out of commission. I give we gave him the night off, but that's okay. He'll be back at it tomorrow. He's got uh, a big, big exam tomorrow. Yeah, ex- exactly right because he's still in college. We'll figure <laughs> out what his program is next show. We'll let you know." Um. All right. Uh. What do we do here? We'll uh. We'll quickly jump into the games tonight, and then maybe we'll hit some ads, and then we'll go into the games uh, tomorrow here. Um. First Town, one we got. Town, just t- t- take it away. T- all t- right. Take, take it away with your Leafs. This is what people come here for. All right. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right. We all know it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've. You know what, man? It, it was nothing short of heartbreaking. Leafs lost seven three. Heartbreaking game. And it wasn't even just a heartbreaking game. It was an absolutely heartbreaking effort. This is a game that you've had marked on the calendar from about December. This series has been locked up since December in Gary Bettman's wild card format playoff format that he has. You know, but now you can't complain about that. It's the same for everybody, but you knew this was coming. And th- this Toronto Maple Leafs team, there's there's no way around it. They came out like an absolute joke. They were slow at the gate. There was no momentum. There was no physicality. There was no love. 
There was no love for the sport. There was no love for the fans. There was no love for themselves. There's no love for each other as a team. And that's what it takes to win, man. Tampa, they've had success, you know, and obviously they have. And you know why? It's because they're a great hockey team. It's because they give a shit. It's a give a shit level. Obviously, people were favoriting the Leafs. The Leafs, you know, probably still. I still have them as the better team. But it, like, like I said to start off, it, it's a heartbreaking effort, man. Where, where do you start it with? You start it with the early goal, you know, one minute in. That takes the wind out of the sails. You can bounce, A good team can bounce back from that, though. Well, you know what? They didn't. They gave up a second one about five minutes later. Were they great goals? No, but those are playoff goals. Pucks on the net, traffic in front, crash and bang, puck ends up in the back of the net. That's how you win in the playoffs. Tampa Bay knows that. Fuck, they've been doing it for the past four years, for Christ's sakes. It's just so upsetting to see that after that, there was no bounce back effort until it was too late. Now, I shouldn't say that because obviously the Leafs brought it back a little bit. I think it was like 3-2 there. Um, and then just a bad penalty. I think it was a David Camp slash that kind of... You know, it wasn't really a great call, but you can't sit there and bitch at the refs, all right? Because at that point, it's still only a two-goal game. You can easily battle back and give yourself a chance to win in the third. The real kick in the pills is the Michael Bunting play, man. Like, I love Michael Bunting. I love him so much. I think he's a great player. If he was on your team, you would like him too. But uh, you can't justify that, man. You know you got a target on your back and to pull something like that. I know it maybe wasn't fully his intent to kind of go for it. It seemed like he was trying to leverage body position. But, like, fucking, yeah, yeah, I will the guy in the head, bro. Like, you can't do that, especially when you're a player like it. And that that's, it's just tits up after that, man. But if there's one thing that pissed me off the most, and maybe I'm in the wrong for saying this, some people might not like it, but it's like, I guess two things. But the one thing, it's like, Bro, if you're losing 5-2 and you know you're done, fucking sucker somebody. Slash somebody in the side of the head. Do something. Like, get pissed off. Show them that the next time that they're going to play against you, they got a reason to be fucking scared, a reason to be worried. If you're Tampa right now, you're going into game two, you're like, what are these pussies going to do? Fucking nothing. Hit somebody. Sucker someone. Go Todd Bertuzzi. I don't care. If you're like a fourth liner, if you're like, I don't know, if you're like fucking Lafferty or Achari or somebody or Zach Acton, Aston Reese, and he might be out of the lineup. Like, just sucker someone. Like, I don't know. I know it's not the kind of stuff you want to see in today's NHL, but at least show that you give a shit, that there's something to fight for, man. Like, crush somebody, grab somebody after the whistle, drop the gloves and beat the fucking piss out of somebody. That's all I wanted to see. And then the second part, I'm sorry, man, but your star has got to be your stars. Like, Matthews looked okay for the first maybe 10 minutes, gone after that marner i didn't even notice him the entire game william nealander is the only player that shows up for the team in the playoffs it seems like year after year so i'll tell you what if willie doesn't sign with the leafs when his contract's up whoever gets him you got yourself a fucking stud so congrats on that but like uh, that's it man like one give a shit that starts from the give a shit level and love and heart man that's all i got yeah, excellent there. That, that's that's the thing. When the Lightning went up to nothing, I was like, oh, this is why you don't bet against the Lightning in the playoffs because they, they get pucks on net, they get bodies to the net, and they know how to win. Um, I am worried about the Lightning. Uh, Victor Hedman only played six and a half minutes left early in the th second period. Uh, Eric Chernock took that hit from Bunting. He left after that. So maybe they, they did get enough uh, under the Lightning skin or just – banging him banging him out and the headman's not going to be healthy for the rest of the series if, if he if he plays so yeah i mean town it's it's one game that's what you said but you, you have to have your big guys be your big guys there were multiple times i saw austin matthews just like fall backwards i just like forget how to skate but yeah it, it's one game i mean game one last year you guys won five nothing and then of course lost in seven so you gotta put this behind you and uh get back on thursday
Yeah, I don't really disagree with anything Talon said. Uh, I just have two main thoughts, and they're they're both kind of related. The first is obviously, like Talon was saying, the uh, the stars didn't really show up, especially Marner. Like Marner is the MVP of the regular season, but he was absolutely invisible today, and uh, just uh, avoiding contact <laughs> at all costs, and uh, not not playing the best uh, playoff hockey. Matthews, of course, um, not great either. And uh, the the second thing is that this team is a team in like um, they're trying to be something they're not. I think like uh, they they hired all these or signed all these and traded for all these guys who were supposed to bring this physicality and whatever. But uh, that's not who the Leafs are. It seems like there's like this disconnect between the old Leafs, which which uh, was a great team still, and then there's like new new uh, hybrid Leafs, which is like trying to be like a tough team and all this, and it's just re- resulting in a lack of discipline. Like we saw them give a so many penalties, so many dumb penalties. I mean, some of them were, were ticky-tack calls and all that, but uh, still, there there's some fucking useless penalties. And uh, with a team as powerful and as lethal on the power play as the Lightning are, uh, you're going to get punished for that. So uh, that that's that's my thinking here, that the, the Leafs need to find out who they are. It, it seems like they're going from like like being totally soft to like trying to be these, these tough boys all of a sudden, and it's not working out so far. And, uh, yeah, the Lightning were hard at every puck. They, they had the hustle. And they have the clutch players. Um, yeah, so uh, I think the, the Leafs need to figure it out fast. Otherwise, uh, they're going to get uh, um, done in, I guess. But uh, they're, they're definitely not out of it. Like, like you said, it's just one game. But uh, that's just the opening thoughts. It's like the nerdy kid in school that like was always a nerd, but then he went to the gym and he got all jacked. But like you look at him, you're like, oh, you're still a nerd, bro, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? All right. Um, second game we had, I guess technically it was the first game on the docket, but or of the night, but it was the New York Rangers against New Jersey Devils. Rangers went into New Jersey, ended up going up five uh, one in the game for the final. There, they're leading the series one nothing here. Um, I don't know. I kind of I like New York coming into this series, man. Obviously, there's no slouch on uh, New Jersey. They got some players there with Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer's had a hell of a year. Um, they got some studs bringing in Timo Meyer. Um, but yeah, I mean. Sure, Starkin played well for everything. And from what I noticed, maybe just from when I was watching, a lot of the shots seemed to be kept from the outside. Uh, New York did a solid job tightening up on defense, it seemed like. Um, but they showed up early. It's similar to Tampa Bay. You know, Tarasenko get one five minutes in, Kreider five minutes after that. And then after that, they just kind of dominated the game for what it seemed like. Uh, Jack Hughes had a penalty shot, so that was pretty cool to see. But uh, you don't see that in playoffs too often, man. But I don't know. It was... Uh, it's it's again it's almost similar to the first series like you can't just count out New Jersey they're still a great hockey team but uh I don't know boys what are your thoughts Yeah I mean I've I've completely flip flopped on these teams over the past past few weeks past few months but I, I coming into this I was like okay Devils they're they're the better team but I think I likened this to the to the Leafs and Lightning where you know the Lightning have the experience the Rangers have the experience the Devils don't quite yet and, and that showed in this game especially. With the goaltending, Shesterkin was great. Face stopped every shot he faced that wasn't a penalty shot. That came with two minutes left in the third. So that was the difference. In, in special teams, the uh, the Devils' power play, I think, was 0 for 2, 0 for two or 0 for 3 in the, in the in the first period there. 0 for 4 in the game. Rangers were 2 for 3, including that uh, goal in the first period. So, yeah, the Rangers, just better goaltending. They took advantage of special teams, and they played playoff hockey. And I think the Devils have a chance to get back in this Um so, yeah, I think this series is, is going to go at least six or seven games here. It's a good rivalry. It just has to be uh, the Devils have to have to wake up on Thursday. Most of the screens at the bar were featuring the Leafs. Um, so I only saw this game like uh, in the distance on this tiny little screen. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's important that Chesterkin is um, is playing great because we saw how terribly he played against the Penguins in the first round last year. Um, so yeah, if they get the legit Chesterkin, the legit Igor, uh, they're going to be fine, I guess. Um, tough go for the Devils there and losing like that in the first game, but uh, I think that they have the the skill to rebound. I mean, they got to learn quick on the job here because they're they're not uh, exactly full of experienced guys like uh, Ryan was saying. So yeah, I mean it. Game two is going to be crucial for them because I don't think that they have the uh, the machismo, the, uh, the the veteran leadership to rally when you when you're down two nothing. Um, so I think game two is absolutely crucial for the Devils to win because yeah, lose two games at home for this team, uh, I think they're toast. Yeah, the yeah. Devils have like a few playoff veterans that, but they weren't like the guy on their team. Like Tebow Meyer had a good run with the Sharks, but he wasn't Pavelski or Thornton or even Couture. Or, or Burns or Carlson, they had Palat, who wasn't one of the big guys with the Lightning. Palat's done nothing recently. So, yeah, they need their 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 guys to step up. All right, now quick uh, update on those series odds. Currently, uh, for the Rangers-Devils series, you see the Rangers paying off minus 190 to win the series, and the Devils plus 160. Uh, and then for Lightning and Leafs, Lightning are paying off minus 140, the Leafs plus 120. Uh, anything there interest you, boys? Uh, yeah, I, I like the Devils. I had a separate book here, uh, Unibet, the Canby books. You can get them at, at plus 196, which seems really high. It's a straight arb to the uh, Rangers there on DraftKings. And then, yeah, I, I think I still like still like the Leafs here at, at, at plus 120. I mean, I have enough on them, so I'm not going to be adding more most likely. But I think they still – I still pick them to win the series. Yeah, I'm not adding more Devils. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Jolly this was a this thing. is a crucial game. This was the, a real tester, <laughs> and uh, they they failed the test, and uh, that range just passed with flying colors. So uh, yeah, and I'm I'm out. All right, all right fair enough. I, I'm with you there. I like the Rangers, and I still got to go with my buds. Come on. Um. All right. Uh, both uh, both underdogs won tonight, and we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB daily daily games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in, in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, here, boys. We're going to move in. We do got four games set for tomorrow. We're going to run through them nice and quickly here. Uh, before we do, the reason I sound so weird is not because I was crying because the Leafs got the fucking wheels blown off. I'm, I'm sick as fuck. Who the hell comes back from Portugal with a cold? I don't know. That's weird. But anyways, that's why. But we're going to get into it. We got four games set on April 19th here. We're going to kick it off. Boys, we ready to go or what? Oh, yeah. All right, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Here what we the go. fuck was that one? I like that one. That was really That was a playoff. A playoff, oh, yeah. Maybe my, you have my, a cold, too. Oh, yeah. First game on the docket, 7 p.m. time slot. We got the New York Islanders against the Carolina Hurricanes. Game two, as currently stands, Carolina is up in this series, 1 nothing. New York on the money line sitting at plus 150. Carolina on the money line at minus 175. Over unders of 5.5. Overpaid not plus 120. The under, minus 140. 40 here uh ryan you like the canes a lot man so you uh you kick us off on this game here i do like the canes a lot yeah i'm probably not gonna be betting a side on this game because i have enough on the canes in the series but i already did bet the uh, under five and a half uh, i think i got it when it opened at minus 130 it's now at minus 140 I, i'd still bet that we, we saw what these two teams do in, in game one these two teams 
the last two meetings in game one in earlier April, 2-1 wins for Hurricanes, uh, outshot them 37-26 in game one there. Both goals were on the power play. So, I mean, the Islanders did not allow any five-on-five goals. The Hurricanes just impressed me when I was watching them Monday, Monday night. It's just they, they get the puck in the offensive zone. They have a system where they, they just know where the open ice and open man's going to be. And they just keep cycling that puck until they get chances and get pucks on that and get those dirty goals. So if I had to play a side here, I probably would take the Hurricanes. But I, I did bet the under five and a half here. Uh, minus 140 is fine. Um, also mentioned in the Discord tonight, something I did more two years ago than last year is doing a like a, you could do an Islanders plus two and a half under six and a half parlay. I'm not sure what that'll get you there or even plus one and a half under five and a half because I think it's going to be a close game, close, low scoring game like most Hurricanes games are. Yeah, you got to watch out, though, how much juice they charge you for correlating those. Um, if the book is any intelligence at all, that they'll they'll charge you that extra vig. But, um, yeah, I don't have much of a play on the side here. It's disappointing. The Isles, uh, they were unable to break through the, the Canes at all. Their only goal was a total fluke. I mean, um, Ryan Pollock coming down the right side and uh, <laughs> the worst floater of all time. He Just totally a muffin. He, he, yeah, he whiffed on it, so it was like a, yeah, like a changeup. <laughs> like the puck's crawling like 20 kilometers an hour, and Ranta still can't catch it up. I mean, uh, <laughs> but he was fine other than that, so uh, yeah, that's not encouraging for the Isles. Um, I mean, there maybe their only hope was uh, Freddie Anderson coming in and, and uh, blowing a wheel or something, but uh, yeah, that's not looking great for the Isles here. I wasn't encouraged by what I saw. Offensively, at least. Defensively and, and goaltending, uh, they're as good as ever, but... Um, yeah, the the, only, the under the under is the only bet I would look at in this one. It's uh, it's tough to call a side exactly with the uh, Canes juice and whatnot. Um, I would lean the Canes way still regulation maybe, just a, a small bet. But yeah, it's it's tough to see these teams scoring uh, six goals combined. So the under five and a half is definitely uh, the best look for this one. Um, I don't know. I still. It was a bit of a letdown, like you said, with the Islanders. I thought they were going to put a bit more of an effort there. Um, Sorokin's a hell of a goalie, man. And uh, the biggest thing for me here is if the Islanders want any chance of winning this series, they have to be more disciplined. They took way too many penalties. They gave Carolina too many chances on the power play, and Carolina took advantage of it. Look at that first goal by Ajo, five seconds in, just a big clapper, right? So, like, that's going to happen. But you know what? They're not traditionally the worst team on the PK. I think they're, what, they're ninth in the league on penalty kill percentage. So if they can just stay out of the box... I think they should be able to get one or two. Like, I don't see Carolina sweeping this series. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, you know, hesitant on my original take of the Islanders winning. But I mean, yeah, after one game, I'm still going to go back to them. If you're going to give them a plus 150 here, if they're, if they're going to win the series, they got to get at least one in Carolina. So why not this game, man? Let's tighten up our discipline. Uh, that Brent Burns had a hell of a game, dude. That guy's a stud offensively. It's absolutely nuts. It seemed like he was everywhere on the score sheet. Um, but yeah, so they got to tighten up. They got to get some firepower and they got to get more than just one muffin pass ranta if that's who you're starting against all right moving down to the 7 30 p.m time slot here we got the florida panthers against the boston bruins bruins are leading the series one nothing obviously game itself is, is in the garden uh florida on the money line sitting at plus 205 boston on the money line at minus 245 bruins on the puck line at plus 115 uh over under is a six and a half over paying off plus 105 the under minus 125 here i mean there just wasn't much life, I guess. Is that is that too mean to say? There wasn't really much life coming out of Florida in this game? Could, or Kachuk totally had himself disagree. a game. You disagree? Totally disagree. Yeah. Panthers were good, yeah. I, okay, Panthers, so they... Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. 
you know what? I'm remembering back now. So, yes, they were all over on shots to start the game, I guess. The first period, they were all over the Bruins. But then it kind of got away from him. Boston started playing Boston hockey, it looked like to me, man. Like, every time it looked like they were winning, like, the puck battles in the corner. They were first on pucks. Pucks were coming from the corner to in front of the net with guys open. And that's what it takes to score. Alex Lyon did have some big saves, but he was guilty of letting in a muffin, too. Obviously, a 3-1 final. They had a good first period for Florida, man, but there wasn't much after that. And then it was just a shutdown third, it seemed like for me. I'm going back to the Bruins here. I won some money on the Bruins in regulation, so that's going to be my play. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers had expected goals for was 3.04 to 1.94 at 5-on-5 against the Bruins in Game 1. 60% 60% there. So they, they they outplayed him for, for most of the time. It was just goaltending. When Linus Allmark came up like Linus Allmark is, and Alex Lyon let in a few weak ones there, including one that was just kind of sitting on his pad. So, you know, if those, that's a, a two goal dif- difference right, right there, and that was a difference in the game. So uh, if I had to bet this one, I, I think the Panthers here, uh, plus money. They're, what are they? Plus 200, you said? 205. 205, yeah. But happily take that. Maybe even look at a plus one and a half, minus 135. I think this could be. Close game. Boston did not get a uh, empty netter against Florida in game one, despite having, I think, two plus minutes there with a ch- chance to shoot at it. So, yeah, I like the Panthers here, but more so I'm keeping an eye on if the Panthers play the Bruins tight here, if it's a close game and, and they lose, I'm going to look at Panthers plus two and a half on the series. I think they're going to go back home. They're going to be able to get, get a few wins at home. They're awful on the road, under 500. And obviously Boston is one of the best teams and best home teams in the league. So, that's going to be what I'm keeping my eye on the most is if, if they play a good game, looking at what the line is afterwards. But yeah, for this one, give me the uh, Panthers plus 205. And I guess I lean to the under six and a half, but minus 125 is probably a little bit too much juice there for me. And I, I am worried about this this stomach bug, bug going around the Bruins. I mean, someone, someone uh, I think someone reported like one of the Bruins players that had it lost like eight pounds in a week or something. Bergeron missed game one. So, so that could be something that just ultimately ends the Bruins' historic season, which would be insane. Speaking of muffins. Oh, no. Georgiev uh, just let in a weak one there. Oh, no. But, yeah, Ryan, Ryan, you know, he talked for, like, fucking 20 minutes, so I don't got nothing else to say there. He covered it all, I guess. Um, important thing is Bergeron's health and all that, and, of course, the the flu bug going around, which apparently is a real thing. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. The, the Panthers played their absolute A game in game one. The Bruins played like one of their worst games of the season, and they still managed to win. Like This team is just unreal. They they find ways to win even when they're just totally out of it and, and getting like corrupted by the, 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 the new COVID plug or whatever the hell they got. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Bruins are just uh, um, unstoppable, and, and they're, they're just wizards in terms of figuring out ways to win. Um yeah, and a big, big reason why was Allmark. Allmark was outstanding there, a lot better than he was last year in the first game against the Canes, where he was horrific and got—I don't know if he got pulled, but he definitely didn't start the rest of the series, so he wasn't good. Um, so yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't have really much of a bet here. I mean, um, yeah, like Ryan was saying, scared of the flu bug going on, so it's it's tough to back the bees in that respect. But uh, um, yeah, hopefully they get healthy quick. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's really crucial they they win that that first game that that gives them a bit of a cushion, so they can get healthy. Uh, but for the game itself, I, I have no idea what to bet here because um, <laughs> it's 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 very uncertain. Like if the Bruins play like that again and the Panthers play like that again, the Panthers are probably going to win. So you're back in the uh, response here from the Bruins, but uh, without knowing that that kind of uh, 
information about how they're doing physically it's it's tough tough here so uh yeah if anything just um maybe play the power play goals baby at <laughs> a great rate over one and a half it'll be plus money once Hell again yeah. here. this is the only game of of uh the first uh six that did not hit but uh that's largely because Allmark was standing on his head or whatever so yeah i don't want that um for the traditional bets though i got i got fucking nothing all right, we're moving down to the 9.30 p.m. time slot here. We got a whole, oh, what a good game this is. We got the Minnesota Wild against the Dallas Stars. This game itself is in Dallas for game two. Minnesota currently leads the series 1-0 after a double overtime victory by our boy Ryan Hartman. Um, All right, uh, what am I doing here? Minnesota on the money line is a plus 130. Dallas on the money line at minus 150. Over-unders are 5.5. Over-sitting at plus 100. The under minus 120 here. Um, I love the way the Wild played this game, man. They were a tight team. It's, what do you expect of these two teams? You expect defense. That's what you got. But this was a feisty game, boys. These guys are going at it. Obviously, it was the hit on Pavelski. You know, you never want to see a guy get hurt. Might have been a tad late from Dumba, but I mean, hell, that's playoffs, and uh, it was pretty sick to see. And it was an absolute battle through and through. Um, goaltending was massive in this game, and I think Gustafson had 53 uh, shots against 51 saves. Ottinger, 48 shots against 45 saves. So pretty crazy. Pretty good to see the young kids stepping up. Um, as far as this game those goes, though, this series is going to be a bit closer. I kind of see Dallas getting this game down at minus 150. They're going to get one of these two at home. So you can imagine them having a bounce back game here. Uh, and then as far as over under goes, I mean, fuck, with these two studs, five and a half, minus 120. It's a little tight, but I, I mean, you kind of got to take it. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I'm on the Stars here, minus 150. I bet that as soon as the line opened, it's still there. I, I just can't see the Stars dropping both of these games at home. They did kind of improve as the game went along. I don't, don't know if that's, that's a good sign or a bad sign that it took the Wild kind of getting worn down there to, to outplay them. But I still think Ottinger is better than Gustafson. Gustafson has been insane, though. And I do think Dallas is a better overall team with that mix of veterans and young talent. So Stars, this is as close as you get of a, of a must-win game till you're uh, in an actual elimination game. So, yeah, give me the stars here, minus 150, as well as a lean to the under 5.5. Minus 125 is a bit juicy for these two teams that definitely have a lot more scoring power than the uh, Canes and Isles. So probably just the stars here for me. Yeah, once again, not, not a huge play here. I should uh, say the reason why I'm being extra passy in this episode and uh, pretty much every playoff episode episode i would suspect is that these lines are as as strapped as they're ever going to be i mean there's going to be a lot more money coming in on these games that makes the market extra attentive to where they're putting the lines plus we know everything about these teams already there's no big shock um there's not a lot of um motivational concerns it's it's just uh how good these teams are and we already know that so that's why the odds where they are so what it comes down to betting is just uh, basically your opinion. Like, do you think that this team is better than that team? Do you think that this team is being underrated by market? If so, then you you bet that team. But uh, as far as finding value, it, it's very tough because uh, the, these lines are pretty sharp by now. Playoff hockey is like that. So, um, yeah, that, that's why I like to ride the futures more than anything. But all the same, I, I will uh, recommend uh, a small bet on the under, though. At, at, uh, what did you say it was? Minus 125 or so? Minus mm-hmm. 120 at five and a half, yeah. Minus 120, yeah, that's better. Uh, yeah, we, we saw Gustafsson was, was excellent in that game against the Stars. We know Ottinger is great. 
And uh, both teams kind of cancel each other out. Like they played extra physical hockey. So sure, we might see a few power plays, but uh, both teams were, were decent on the penalty kill as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a 2-2 game, but uh, there, there weren't any goals after the first, uh, what was it, like first half of the game, it was 2-2, something like that. It was it was 2-2 for a long time anyway. Um, so, yeah, if anything, I bet the under here, but uh, small lean to the stars just because, uh, you know, the all zigzag theory, whatever, you know, they lose the first game, they're going to win the second, whatever. And uh, I do think that the better team is just uh, the wild will, will make it ugly, so to speak. And I think that that's why the, the under is a, a better play. All right. If uh, you're like Joel here, not spending as much money on betting in the playoffs, why not spend some money on the SGPN merch store? In honor, in honor of the NBA playoffs, from now until the end of April, get 10% off anything in the SGPN merch store when you use the promo code SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything, including all, all of our good, uh, cool Hockey Gambling Podcast hats, hoodies, and shirts. Hell yeah. All right, moving on to the last game on the docket at 10 p.m. here. We got Los Angeles Kings against the Edmonton Oilers. Game itself is in Edmonton. L.A.'s leading the series 1-0 after an overtime win last night. Uh, L.A. on the money line sitting at plus 185. Edmonton on the money line at minus 215. Oilers on the puck line at plus 130. Over-under 6.5. Overpaying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Mr. Meyer, you got the Oilers as your big dog out there in the Calcutta. What do you got for us here, bud? Uh, uh yeah it's like uh not not a not a good first game there at least in terms of the result i mean they, they, they started out fine they, they were the better team they were the more physical team these weren't the old oilers the soft ass oilers but uh in the end they they just uh they couldn't seal out a, a 3-1 lead uh, with 10 minutes to go um that that's two on one with dry settle and mcdavid there to to seal the deal and it turns out into a Kempe goal. I think Kempe was the one who scored that on the other uh, side to make it 3-2. So, yeah, and then they, 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 they tied up with uh, less than 20 seconds left in the game. And, and yeah, that, that, that's more typical of, uh, you know, last year's Oilers, not not the Oilers we've seen the past two months. So that is a concern. But, um, yeah, this is one where I would have to say that it's, it's a zigzag game. I mean, we saw Philip Deneau do an excellent job in McDavid. I remember thinking, uh, watching this game, how McKinnon was asked on a podcast. Uh, might have been Chicklets. I don't remember which one. But uh, he was asked, what, what player are you uh, – what player is harder to play against, basically? And he, and he said Philip Deneau when, when it was Montreal. And uh, – Philip Deneau does the same thing to McDavid here as he did to McKinnon whenever they played. So this guy is a guy who can match up with the best, and clearly he did that. McDavid was uh, shut down most of the game. He had a couple nice plays, drew a couple penalties, but still he was uh, neutralized for the most part, which is, yeah, I mean, if you just have him, if you get him off the score sheet, you, you've done an excellent job against McDavid, no matter what else he does. So, yeah, the Kings do have a little matchup advantage there with, with uh, Deneau and Kopitar being able to play that uh tough two-way play down the middle uh, and so yeah that that this is the oilers real biggest biggest hurdle i think uh, that's why i didn't bet the series at all i thought that the kings were a bad matchup for them so uh yeah i mean i'm not i'm not exactly thrilled to go back to oilers here given all that but mcdavid two games in a row without a point i don't see it so Give me the others here, I guess. Uh, small play in regulation. I don't think that they uh, have to sweat overtime again. I think that they yeah, they come up firing here. You can't go down 2-0 at home, uh, especially not to a Kings team who are strong at their own barn. 
So uh, yeah, give me the give me the woes and regulation, I guess. Uh, and uh, I like the under. I mean, the under was in good shape last game too. It's just because of that that stupid overtime um, push there for for the Kings to uh, push it to seven goals. I mean, Oilers and the under was looking in great shape for a while, but sadly not the case. Um, but I will go back to it here. I, I do think that they can uh, hold the Kings to within a to just a goal or two, and then uh, squeak out a three or four two win. So give me the Oilers and the under. Yeah, I love the underplay there. So kind of surprised it's at six and a half, uh, given their their last regular regular season meeting was three one and two nothing also. So two low scoring games there, and as you said, it was three one there there for a while for the Oilers. So yeah, I like the under here, but I, I'm going back to the Kings plus one eighty five, just kind of similar to the Panthers that played well and they came back and won it in overtime. I don't know if they'll be able to do it again, but I, I think there's at least some value or, or something there at plus one eighty five gives you a chance to also live live bet hedge or, or try to middle there if, if the kings go up early so under five under six and a half at minus 115 yeah i'm i'm with ryan here man i like the king i like the kings in this series but i like the kings in this game as well to go up to nothing here it's kind of similar with the leafs like you're like the Oilers are in a similar position where you're you're scared now man like you got to be overthinking you got to be pushing and that's how you make mistakes also one of the thing i noticed about with the king shutting down mcdavid last game which is Jolie touched on it. If you can do that, you pretty much won the game anyways. But they're playing a 1-3-1 when it comes to like neutral zone defense on breakouts. They got one guy up front, three crowd in the middle, one at the back. And what that does is it prevents just like the the, the, the crazy one-man rushes that you know McDavid can do. And obviously, we saw him pull it off once. He's the best player in the game. Yeah, he's going to sneak it through. But to happen the entire game, you know, it just limits those opportunities. And all it technically leads is like a drop pass or a drop back pass. Well, who are you dropping back to? Fucking Cody Cece? That's not going to get it done, all right? So that one one three one man if they can keep that up in the neutral zone on breakouts that might be the key for them to shut down a player of mcdavid's caliber um but yeah i like him man fuck yeah give me the kings plus 185 you know if they if they can do some damage here they got the oilers on the ropes going back to uh, la anything can happen man and you know whenever whenever they did break through corpusella was solid you know skinner had a good game for edmonton likewise too uh but if they can tighten up a bit they were a bit the Kings were a bit rough in the first period, but if they can tighten things up and play their game plan, I'm a, uh, I'm all on them at plus 185. Um, one, and as far one, as, okay, go ahead. You no, up. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, as far as the over under goes, uh, I can't, it's playoffs. You're going to give me six and a half. Ah, I don't love that. I'm, I'm scrapping it. I'm passing on the total. I don't like it either way. Yeah. I was just going to say um, one more thing um, in terms of which, Players, these guys, these teams added at the trade deadline. Ekholm was awesome for the Oilers once again, blocking shots like crazy and just just like uh, making making the safe, comfy plays, which the Oilers have def- desperately been missing, maintaining gap control, uh, getting the stick in the way and all that. But on the other side, Gavrikov for the Kings was was equally mm-hmm. excellent. Um, oh, like yeah. he was the one who broke up that that dry settle McDavid two on one with Temis to go and help set up the uh, the three two goal. So yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to the the GMs, I guess, for uh, for making uh, those deals because uh, they're huge difference makers for both teams. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. That's a good point. Gavrikov's been a stud. They gotta try and sign him. I, I just wonder how long until maybe Woodcroft puts McDavid and Drysaddle together to try to get 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 away from you know Kemp or Dano shutting them down. But I mean, they have Kopitar too, so. It's yeah. a great matchup for the Kings. 100%. That Deneau was a player, right? Like, he was so good with Montreal a few years ago, too. All right, boys, that wraps it up here. Anything else you want to touch on before we get it done here? No. We'll, we'll, we'll be back together tomorrow. So we got, we got a 
And we got to let Joel go uh, sweat out this abs. abs <laughs> Hell yeah, man. All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, uh, USFL. Let's go, Breakers. My boy, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, former Argo. Absolutely did work last week. That was sick to see. <laughs> Fuck that mask up. <laughs> Yo, Dave the Wave's the man. Yo, don't even say that. <laughs> Uh, XFL's doing sick NASCAR F1 Golf Tons of stuff going on In the world of sports We'll cover that a bit more tomorrow uh, And of course Shout out to all our friends And pals in the Discord Discord's always popping off Baby Be sure to uh, be sure to go check in If you're not in the Discord Get your ass in the Discord man. It's playoff time It's the best time to be in there uh, You know Reach out to myself Or Ryan Or our, the HTP account on Twitter We'll be sure to get you in there uh, check out all the other shows. Check out the Baseball Money is Fake show, Ryan and Blake's podcast. Those guys are always killing it. Uh, and yeah, man, get your ass in the Discord and listen to our shit. Yeah, make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Gilman podcast and leave us a uh, five-star rating and review. I haven't got one in, in officially a month now, so it's, it's uh, good and dry out there. Make sure if you're a loyal listener listening this long, just uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way. And follow us on Twitter as well, at HockeySGPN. Alright everybody, my name is Talon Jenkins You'll find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins94 Also find me breaking down fucking game tape Trying to figure out why my team sucked ass so much tonight I am Ryan Gilbert You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop Joel Martin, you will hopefully not find me In the same state as Talon after this game uh, <laughs> Broken hearted and sick from a Portuguese uh, flu Maybe maybe you're the cause behind the Bruins uh, little illness there. It's going around the same the same circles. Yeah, hanging around. Flew over Boston and I just coughed out the window of the plane. <laughs> Thought I'm all sick. <laughs> all right, peace.